Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ruby Rings. This is, I think, maybe a podcast. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I hope you're all well. This is a special episode because I'm delightfully joined by the wonderful Kitty. And it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Okay. Well, hello, Hi. Kitty. <laughs> How are you? I'm currently sitting in my loft and it's very cold, so I'm going to turn on the heater. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting on my bed, I've got a beer. I am, you're actually the first person I've had in my bed for like the past year and a half. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's cool. Fabulous. And um, so yeah, why don't I mean uh, for people that don't know that we're friends, let's tell them that we're friends. We're um, friends. well, are we friends? <laughs> we're friends. We know each other. How long have we known each other for? Oh my god, probably no years. Idea. Like I'm trying to think when we first met. You were playing a gig, I'm sure, and I was in the audience. I think it was like a Harry and the Hendersons gig. Yeah, yeah, I thought the first time we met you were playing and I was in the audience. Maybe. Oh, maybe. It was in like a... Maybe. <laughs> I can't remember. Either one of us was playing, one of us was in the audience. Yeah. And I was like, really... oh my God. <laughs> I was like. Well, if you don't know, Kitty is uh well, let me try to summarize you here if that is possible. Kitty is a young powerhouse jazz vocalist slash musician. Kitty is and uh, has a wonderful band to back her. Right, she's you've released an EP with two singles mm-hmm. out of it, haven't you? Yeah. 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 Last year it was. Okay, man. Yeah. Oh, chasing the crowd and candy kissing, which are on my Spotify literally all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Is it you that's been um, on it? <laughs> I have gave you that zero point zero 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 three p. Yeah, man. So, spend it all at once. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so let's say we met a few years ago. So I told you a gig. We're like, oh my god, that's tasty. We're making the stank face. <laughs> how long, how long have you been playing gigs for? Like as, as Kitty, or just in general, really? Uh, oh, I was like, I think I was fourteen or fifteen when I had my first gig ever, and I was in a rock band called Asset. <laughs> <laughs> called what? Sorry. Assets. And it was just, it was like me and four guys and we were all like pure grungy and like kind of punky funk. It was a really weird band, but we did good. I can't believe I did all that. That is, I've got the, I've got the first EP so... recorded. It's hilarious. I listened to it sometimes. <laughs> I'll send you it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pay you money. <laughs> hear that. That's really cool. Um, I didn't know that. So when did you then? When did you get into jazz and, and soul? Was that always like? Yeah, I mean that thing? was that was always a thing. Like growing up in my in my house, we would go to my nona's house, and 
it would just be like there would be like Louis Prima blasting in the background would all be pure dancing to like parents from heaven will you and me <laughs> it was so good so like I got into yeah. like swing jazz then and then my nonna was into like Ella Fitzgerald and all that as well so that was where I like fell in love with with jazz that was good what about you when did you yeah. when did you first listen to jazz uh, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> it was a dark night. Um, I don't know. I think I kind of got in it quite late. I'd always listened to Judy Garland, but she's like the she's not jazz. She's like very like white and <laughs> I'm stuff. Good she was like into <laughs> yeah, her and Frank Sinatra. Um, I'd always listened to growing up because my grandpa was always into them and. Then I didn't really get into jazz until I started like a few years into playing music, and then I met like some random people in the Glasgow music scene, and then I started getting more. I wanted to put that more into my songs. I was kind of like late into it, um, and now I've got the jazz fever. Yeah, <laughs> fever. Yeah, no more. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, your voice, I don't know, I tell you all the time, but your voice is like, it exemplifies a person's love for jazz because it's so fucking, I don't know, it makes, it makes my knees weak, weak. <laughs> oh my God, no, it's so like, weird. see when I first heard you sing, I was like, I'm, I'm never speechless, but Jesus Christ, I was like, <laughs> my jaw was like on the floor. <laughs> I was like, who is this uh, bitch? <laughs> that's what I thought too. I like, this whole conversation is like, oh, just... Shit, I've got competition. <laughs> I know, but it's good that we just, um, you know, became friends. Yeah, I know, that's good. <laughs> um, I think you were probably the, the first, like, woman musician I really, like, was properly friends with in the scene not that i stay away <laughs> from women just like because like you know started music it's all it's it's hard to find other women that are especially like if you're doing shit like sounds like solely or jazzy mm. for some reason um, so i think you were like one of the first women i was like like i don't know i've i viewed as like a friend yeah and same. that i could yeah, because um, it is, it's that way, like, when, when you go into music, it's like, all oh, these smelly boys, and they're everywhere, and <laughs> it's like, but you are, like, I, because love. yeah, like, I hardly ever had, even from high school, because I didn't get on very well in high school, like, with girlfriends and stuff, and then when you're in this music scene, like, full of boys, you're like, oh, I'm just one of the lads, <laughs> and then you meet someone like you, and I'm like, oh, I, there actually is, like, cool people who are girls, <laughs> it's that like oh it's completely different for me if anyways like i mean we've had a couple gigs at the blue arrow and it's just like there's i don't know there's something i feel i i get intimidated by playing with women because i like i, I look up to them so much mm -hmm. but like there was just something like I, I, something very comfortable about like kind of like seeing you and like and be singing with you and stuff where 
where I just, I don't know, I didn't feel as comfortable with men because I was like, eh, should I say? So I don't know because I don't know if I should say anything. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I get that. I know it's, it's a hard, it's a really hard industry to be in when you're surrounded by majority see when it's not so much musicians anymore like there are musicians now who are like loads of musicians um and we had that mm-hmm. debate a few weeks back with the festival lineup thing but see mm-hmm. when you look at the management kind of what's the word geographic it's just like full of old white rich males maybe not rich but mm-hmm. they're all white and they're all male <laughs> they're all yeah, older they're gaining yeah it's yeah and it's managers producers sound engineers that is like you're you're still seeing a a gap there Mm -hmm. like between like non-binary and like women um people and that is i don't know but i feel like we're on a road it's a slow road yeah (laughs) it's it's a a short bumpy one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know it's mad. Um, I think we will get there eventually. So, it's just gonna take a long ass time. Like maybe by the time we're seventy, yeah. they'll have equality and music festivals. <laughs> I remember when a guy could explain a lead to me back in my day, <laughs> but there hasn't been female equality for seventy years. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that now. It's okay. um, uh, so good. Mm-hmm. What are you? What are you planning for when the world opens up again? Like when it's not as on fire? Do you have anything in the works that you want to let us know, or are you keeping it hush hush? I mean, it's always been my dream, just to produce a quality album. Like that's my dream in life mm-hmm. is to have a solid first record, and um, mm-hmm. I've been applying for literally every funding opportunity under the sun. So I'm praying that mm-hmm. hopefully that comes through this year and I can record an album. But if not, yeah. <laughs> eh? If anyone deserves that, it's you. Oh, I would, I would actually dear. love it. Um, and then live gigs, obviously. Like, have you got many booked for the end of the year? I've, I've, uh, I've got one confirmed, which is the Great Western, which is exciting. You played that two years ago, was it? A year? Oh, no, my, two years oh ago. my god, was that two years ago? <gasps> That's insane. Yeah, that was a great gig. That's good fun. Uh, I missed that one, um, not on purpose, um, but I just want to say full transparency, I missed it. Yeah, I feel like I've only seen you play by yourself. I've not actually seen you full band. Uh, have you got any gigs full band lined um, up? So- on Monday coming, I'm doing a recording for the Edinburgh Jazz Blues Festival with the full band. Oh. So that'll be cool. I don't know when it's going yeah. up, but um, that'll be fun. And we've been rehearsing for it for literally like four months because it's been rescheduled so many times. Um, <laughs> but you'll be there, yeah. yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. 
and it's like Jack and Gav and Moss and Timmy. So it's a good bunch, a good bunch yeah. of lads. Yeah, it's good. What about your band? Have you kept the same people, or are you swapping it a bit? No, I've um, I have been trying and failing to meet up with um Jack um from Quiche, the bassist, and Craig from the Raiden Experiment and Ryla Band. Nice. Craig Harkness. Um, so I'm excited to play music with them. I am hopefully going into like organize a some sort of rehearsal soon. I've not played music with anyone in a long time. I know, it's such a such a weird to. thing. Like I remember the first time after the, I think it was like the second lockdown or something. We all just got in the room and we were like, "What do we do?" <laughs> we were like, "How does this work again?" Like, forgot how to play in a band, but. You eventually, it's like, right, it's like riding a bike. You get back to it. It's fine. Yeah, like, how could you, like, describe being in a band can, like, compared to doing it solo? Like, do you prefer, like, playing with other musicians? Or yeah. would you rather do it, like, or is it dependent on the situation? It's kind of that way where it's like, what mood are you in? Um... How confident do you feel within yourself? It's uh, I've I always feel playing in a band I let loose way more because I can rely on the boys yeah. to like I don't know keep the momentum. But it's nice to play solo yeah. every now and then. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see you as a full band because I I feel like you've already got like a lot of energy and I. I don't know. I, I just think that would be a blessing. It's exciting. I can't wait. Moss is an absolute <laughs> angel. Like, he just comes in and, like, I feel like I don't even direct my own rehearsals anymore. It's like Moss comes in and he's just like the man. He's like, right, let's do this. Second verse. Let's go. <laughs> and I'm like, this is brilliant. Like, he, he, I don't know, he just makes the, the, being in a band life so much easier and like directs everyone and makes sure everyone's doing the right thing and so it's good to have yeah. someone like that <laughs> yeah for sure so definitely working with like professional musicians and yeah. just like you'll be powerful it's like it, most doesn't just like <laughs> tackle the ivory fucking destroys the ivory he's <laughs> like got fingers that when he plays he's one of those like people you just go like what the yeah. fuck and he's one <laughs> of those people playing. that's just yeah. got better and better and better over time like I remember before lockdown and he's he so good, young but, yeah I can't remember what age he is but he just seems to get better every day it's because he practices like fuck obviously but uh, yeah, that's the thing. We practice to get better I need to like keep reminding myself of that <laughs> me too uh, I know it's mad <laughs> <laughs> it's have you like been writing much in the last year or you've been like me where it's like nah it can't be ours or nothing's coming in yeah I had that kind of block in the first lockdown I was like oh my god what am I going to do with my time uh, and then mm-hmm. you know that pressure that came from like so many people because it was like oh my god this band's going to bring out an album after lockdown because they've been so productive in lockdown and I was like oh my god I'm never going to be like mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. so I felt a lot of pressure to write but I have actually managed to write 
good like the songs that I have written have been really good so it's nice to have new mm-hmm. new things to be working on we've been writing loads no <laughs> no <laughs> I wrote a couple songs last year um and the well it was like in the one day I wrote two songs and I'm still I'm planning I think I'm planning to release mm-hmm. them and stuff but I, I'm I've never been I don't know as like what motivates me to write is like being sad (laughs) or like just something peculiar that's happening because I've literally just been in my pants in my (laughs) room for the past year like I've I've not had much inspiration but I've been you know fiddling about with like guitar a lot more that's good Uh, and you've been fiddling about with guitar as Uh, well I've been having a wee wee fiddle it's good it's uh, yeah. I've kind of just done the exact same thing though with guitar that I've done with piano and that it's like I don't like read music or anything like that but I, like, I learn shapes and then I'll like me- mm-hmm. memorise mm-hmm. these shapes and then just move them up and down so like when I play yeah. I just literally all my songs are like major 7 minor 7 like and now I've eventually yeah, that's what yeah that's what I've done on guitar as well so I'm like I will learn new chords at some point but it keeps me going for now. Yeah. I'm starting to get up here ready with this beer, by the way. Me too. My face is going to <laughs> A big be red face. Two sips of beer and that's it. But yeah, what what were you talking about there? Um, Guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that um, because I learned guitar, just like I don't fuck, I don't know what I'm playing on guitar most of the time, um, and I think that kind of like uh, benefits itself because your songs always sound super interesting and like not traditional. You don't really expect where they're gonna go, and I think maybe that lends itself to like not being you not being like restricted yeah, by totally. knowing all these chords, but. Um, I don't know. That's it's interesting that you say that because I don't know. I think it makes for a more interesting song sometimes. Yeah. If you just kind of fucking about, like, does this make sense? Yeah, I, I think your songs are like that as well. Though, like, you don't, you you don't see when people. I'm like trying to word about like you know people who know theory are like, uh, or okay. So if you've played a five chord, then you need to go to like. A one that probably is a sound check, but I don't know. Like <laughs> that's just like what so many people do. Yeah, and it's like so technical. But I feel like when you lose that, or if you haven't yet learned those like technicalities, and sometimes you're even a bit more creative, which is fun. But then other people would argue yeah. you're not as creative, which is it's a hard argument. But yeah, it's one of those things. I mean. It's good to have a bit of both, I think. Like, you know, it's nice to know the knowledge, but it's also nice to just, like, fuck that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and just see, like, where it's going to go. But there are those people that I've kind of met before that just kind of wank about the scales and don't really, like, it just sounds, like, boring sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the thing about jazz, though. <laughs> Well, jazz, jazz is 
different because because you do get the jazz from sessions where it's just like they're just wanking about and <laughs> um, don't quote me on that and <laughs> um, then the, 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 the difference between the good and bad for me is when you can like see that like i don't know the feel that they have for it and like 100%. i don't know there's just that's what i always say about see when i'm picking a band member it's like do you have soul are you gonna are you gonna like bear everything on stage are you gonna bear your fucking soul yes or no and if the answer is no or if you're pretending that you're you're showing emotion when you're playing then i'm not interested it's just like i want people who are gonna absolutely rip themselves to shreds That is the most enjoyable thing for me is watching live music and seeing how much they're into it and then just like completely letting go and just like falling into this into the music. Like that is like one of the most like I think beautiful things. Um totally awesome. so I yeah, and and that is your point is evident in like the band members you've chosen because like Timmy oh. Timmy as well. <laughs> Timmy Timmy, Timmy Allen <laughs> He is um first off a precious little cupcake <laughs> and also just like a absolute monster on and it's the actually tar. disgusting how good he is. And on stage as well, he's always like one of those people that you're like, Hell yeah, you go get the it. Girl. It's like every, when I look at my band, it's just like I can't imagine a more perfect collection of musicians. Like everyone brings mm-hmm. something different to the table. I think that's what's really important when you're picking a band. It's like, because Jack yes. and Gav as a rhythm section are just, I, I would go as far to say they're like the best rhythm section in Glasgow. I think they're insane. When they play together, mm-hmm. they're so in sync and they're like, it's so good. Yeah. Well, they've been playing together since they're like, what, 13, 14? Yeah. And that's like, you can see those. Totally. And, you know, they like totally just give up. Yeah, I was just uh, a unit. Well. It's yeah. just so cool to it's so cool to be around good musicians. Like this city has so much to offer when it comes to yeah. like choice and variety. Yeah. It's just so cool. Who is who else in Glasgow do you like musician or creative in general, do you think is like another of like your favorites um like is there a... it's actually like such a hard question such... yeah because there's, there's so <laughs> many it's like there's such a i mean russell stewart for me is just mm-hmm. like lives and breathes what he does like yeah talk oh about soul. God, soul it's just so cool melissa mm-hmm. kelly as well she her voice oh, I, I would never forget this gig <laughs> I was at were you I think you were there it was her gig in Sleazy's and she was like she was playing and she was singing this song can't remember what it was called but I literally had shivers like throughout my entire body I had, like full body shivers and I was like oh, this is amazing <laughs> it was so good I I didn't I wasn't there, but it'd be amazing to see because she's, she's so cool. Jesus Christ, where do those pipes come from? Like, where inside you is that come out? <laughs> it's pretty cool. Oh, it's really cool. She's amazing. And then 
I want to like hold Russell, put him in my pocket, but also I want him to like guide me through life at the same time. <laughs> it's very conflicting. I love him so much. He's that's such a good quote. He's a great a good quote for his website. <laughs> <laughs> a bit weird, but he could take it. I remember we remember we played that gig where it was his single. Was it single? Launch yeah. Oh my god, that was an whatever. amazing gig. And we all just went on stage and talked about how we just like fancied <laughs> each other on the <laughs> stairs. Like, I fancied. <laughs> oh my god. And then, <laughs> it's very nice gig. <laughs> Lots of it was a great gig. That was good fun. Yeah. So let's like talk about. <laughs> let's talk. About... We've been talking about live business, right? This is like that's like people would say it's the heart and soul, right? Of like music, you play music because you, you want to play it live. Some people will just want to make music to record, which is totally fine. But um, I think I can safely say that playing live is like one of your best things in music, right? Yeah, is that I'd, right? I'd or so, do you prefer? I love the recording pro- process and I love writing and all that, but when it comes to a live show like I it's like that it's like how I imagine taking heroin would be <laughs> like I'm so euphoric mm-hmm. and I'm like uh-huh. yeah it's just the most insane feeling and uh, I just want to feel like that 24-7 it's like that pure peak like <laughs> oh it's so good i just want to do that for the rest of my life yeah not to sound so weird but it is like not to sound like a creep but it's like it is pretty orgasmic <laughs> like, i was gonna say that if you have if you see or you're playing a gig and you're on a night and you're like i'm so into this like it's one of the and, and sharing that with people as well it's really nice and um, but like obviously like you're good live and stuff but I think the, on the opposite end of that your visual stuff and all your artwork and like your all your socials are, are so great <laughs> like I think they're very like, like compliment, compliment yeah. section. <laughs> <laughs> like it's such it's like very realized and like I don't know I think I think you use social media really well like I was like I really commend you for being like open about like your um I don't know just like what not just it's not just all like sparkly mm-hmm. Instagram happiness like you go into a bit more personal stuff as well I think and I really appreciate seeing mm-hmm. that and I'm sure other people do as well how do you like what's your thoughts when you on the whole social media thing do you like just see to posts like kind of when you want to post or do you like has there been like months and months of planning of it? Well, that's so recently, uh, so I've got a single coming out on Friday. Like recently, the recently we got so my pal Holly, who does social media for a living, like she's a social media manager, and I was like, I need help. I need mm-hmm. help with this because I didn't think my social media was very good. Like, because I have just been posting whatever I want, whenever I want, and it seems to just do whatever. Um. So right. I have kind of started to plan things now, but I'm finding 
I'm finding it really hard to find purpose behind posts like that when they're pure scheduled. So I think it's more. It's, yeah, it's nice having that. Yeah, it's more important to just be. I I think see in in my mind it's like not necessarily for me. It's like more for. See when you see all these young girls looking on Instagram and it's like these influencers who mm-hmm. are buying like Prada bags and. Gucci bags and all these designer things and it's like that's not going to make you happy (laughs) I really want like young girls to just look at Instagram and see real life which is never going to be the case but I'd like to think that I'm I'm contributing a little bit to that um showing real life because it's just not cool that's like when you're like a creative and you want to like shell out your goodness and I always like I've always appreciated because like if I was a young girl now and I had Instagram, I, what the fuck? That would so fuck me up. I mean, MySpace <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> oh my god, Instagram, Instagram. So like, it's I don't know. I just like so appreciate that, and it, like I try. It's scary as well. I know how scary it is. Like trying to talk about like and know your mm-hmm. actual feelings like online. Um, I don't know. I just like I really look up to you, and, like in all respects, Aww. but especially in that respect, just like how open you are and like about health and like um your health and um it's really nice and and it, as well as that everything looks super cool because you've got like peachy and black and I know it's just all very like yeah. professional that, I mean, that for me. Uh, I didn't really. I, I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that, but it was my manager. She first picked me up like three years ago or something. And she was like, what if we did like an all black and white account and we just pick a colour and do like a random colour every now and then? And I was like, ooh. So it's kind of stuck for mm. three years. And I don't know why I went for peach, but I was just like physically, like, I was like drawn yeah. to this colour and I don't know why. Because yours is all like orange and blue. Where did that come from? Because yeah. that was cool. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, well, my thought process was, I know I want to bright, bright ass colours, um, and I was like, what are other people doing? There's a lot of reds, lots of reds out there, I thought, no, I'll stay away with that, and I thought, what is a Scottish band like, less likely to do, like, least like to do, and I thought, probably, yeah. like, the Iron Brew colour. Okay. <laughs> um, so, stuck with that I don't know if I'll say I've got some ideas about different colors but I like just um you know you need to have some sort of like visual mm-hmm. presence these days and you know and however you handle that is cool but like yeah I think it's it's nice to have like a general idea of like how you want yeah. to like frame it's branding really it's like I remember like, brand. Brand. I remember That's being the a, word I studied music business in college and I remember talking about like branding and basically how the artist is a product and like nowadays more than ever like we are a product that we need to sell and like exploit is probably a better word like you have to basically exploit your entire Mm. self now because you can't just be a musician anymore you have to be like an activist and you have to be a some kind of influence yeah yeah brandon's important yeah. 
Yeah, I think you're like really slick at the whole branding thing, but I also like it's hard to like determine like how much to actually put out there or mm. like am I doing too little and then like stressful yeah. and but yeah, it is whether we like it or not, like a big part of the whole releasing yeah. music. Thing it's now. so sad. It's the sad the whole... truth that you can't just make an album and then it sells millions of copies because it's a good album. Do you know what I mean? It's like sell it at your McDonald's and then all of a sudden yeah. you pay me. Like it needs to be. We need just algorithms and shit. Like it's a bit of a yeah, bollock, it's never isn't it? Be, it's never be more. <laughs> crazy and when I was talking to Holly my pal who's a social media manager she was like it's more like a game than anything else like if you if you score points on the algorithm then you're more people are going to see your platform and more people are going to follow you or like or whatever Mm. and it's so sad that that's the truth (laughs) to be honest like I would happily live with telephones with wires and gram gramophones and shit yeah but again <laughs> but again like it is a privilege to be able to see your face like <laughs> like imagine like we like this with this whole quarantine and lockdown and all that not like but it's good for mm. the connection for that but we don't know how to really handle like the balance yeah. of you know internet and not actually you know. crazy but you know the thing is, like, I don't know what we were just talking about, but uh, what were we just talking about? About Instagram and stuff? Like, something just popped into my head yeah. and it was like, you don't want to... I always get, like, my mum, for example, is always like, oh, you don't want to reveal too much on, on uh, social media because, like, what if you go for a job and then they're like, oh, she's crying on Instagram and like, she's obviously emotionally unstable. <laughs> But it's like where do where do artists draw the line now? It's like you have to wonder, like, are yeah. you giving away too I often wonder, am I giving away too much? Like I don't know. She don't want to be a pure yeah. reality star and like give away your life, but I think it's mm-hmm. right it's a right, right yeah, thing to do it, in my in my opinion for young girls, I think I think and boys, young boys as well, like it's just important for young people to see that yeah. there's actually uh, like that actually mental illness exists <laughs> yeah and it's we're in a mental health crisis at the moment and like these are the very significant times mm-hmm. to not just be like you know having a plastic view of like the world like you need to I don't know having people like you that are so like generous with this is, is like so important and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> oh, you know that I always like you, girl. <laughs> uh, we've just been gushing we over actually, each other for the past half hour, but five years. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You know, you're very special to me, Kate. Um, so we we're hitting on like I don't know, yeah. nearly forty minutes here. So, uh you. I don't know when this is coming out, um, internet and Kitty, um, but you're you've got a new single, "Wonderful yeah. World." Is that what it's called? <laughs> Thank you. That? Um, with Mister Corto Alto, Liam Shortall, Mister Corto Alto. I'm gonna start calling him that. He loves that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just felt like that was my profession. Um, 
That's exciting, so it might already be out when this is out, but I'm so, if it is, I'm I'm, so excited. Everything. So, like, this is this is the one song that I, I think it may be just because Liam's been like, I keep like using this analogy. This is going to be like the pure Lady Gaga thing where she's like, There could be 99 people in the room, <laughs> and one of them believes in you, <laughs> but like, for me, it was like yeah. bringing Liam this, like really detailed line drawing that was really good but it needed something extra and then he basically took the paint to it and was like colour, texture fucking like made it just yeah. so much better than I could ever imagined and it's like my favourite song of all time so far that I've written so oh. what a beautiful yeah. analogy as well I'm glad I've like one that fits the brief and it's not like there can be 99 people yeah. <laughs> That's cool, Chris Gaga. Um, um, you've known Liam for ages, though, so it's like you're like I'm excited because what every time mm. you make magic, it is magic. Like, it's oh, good. It's a, it's a, but then, don't say so myself. It's a good song. Like I, I'm really happy with it. But he just made the he just put the icing on the cake. I'm so excited. We need some some goodness. We need some good news. So that's like you it's like over a year as well. <laughs> it's crazy. I know it's no God. Mad. I time yeah. that man. Well, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary friends. I I'm gonna end this first. I, I, I feel like such a wild <laughs> episode, installment, and you know whatever this is. Um, thanks for listening. If you did, you should have because it was pretty fucking <laughs> good for me. And uh, so, like, <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks for thank you so much for like coming on and being amazing and like just being you. Um, thanks for like. No, talking shit with me because it's been so long I miss you girl no no we'll need to go outside in the freezing cold and have a, have have a barbecue a drink or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah I <laughs> gloves to get on um, but yeah well I guess that's <laughs> it <laughs> Bye! <laughs>